The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to, oh, I can't minimize. Hold on. I need to pause this. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be. Resuming recording. <laughs> so we may, we may leave that in. I don't know. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the first podcast of 2018. It is a new year. Oh, this is episode number two of Marion Keese's podcast. Uh, it's a new year, and as happens every year at this time, everyone is talking about resolutions. Today, Keese and I are going to give you our thoughts on dieting and whether or not it's a good idea for you. Uh, so I'm Mary Preston, and with me as always is Kisa Amaro. Kisa, give us some quick background before we get deeper into this topic. Hello, Mary. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone listening Happy out there New Year. in the world. Uh, I'm a health and nutrition coach, and I work with mamas to help them lose weight and gain energy to keep up with their little ones by stop dieting and start eating whole foods. Um, and I am currently working with local businesses on Guam through corporate wellness coaching. And I also see clients one-on-one for more individualized programs. You can follow me on Instagram at cleanliving underscore dirty world or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach um, to get meal inspirations. And be on the lookout, guys. This is happening. Um, <laughs> I'm working on a new website, so it'll be, it will be coming soon. And the web address is kisaamaro.com. Oh boy, oh boy. Keep us posted. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. When it happens. I'm excited. <laughs> right. Just really quick about me before we talk about dieting, which I'm sure you're all very excited to to hear about. Um, a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach. Uh, in 2018, I have a crazy goal of helping at least 200 mental health professionals feel like they have their eating and alcohol consumption under control. And um, so that's what I'm really working on this year. Um, my six session, six week course is open and available. You get to work with me. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. You have to work with me one-to-one, so it's super, super good, um, on drinking or eating habits, so I'm working on reducing drinking or emotional eating as a focus. So if you want to join me or just find any of my other information, you can go to Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT or head to my website, uh, www.maryelisepreston.com to find my info. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And y'all, y'all should work with Mary. I have worked with her. I mean, I know I have a little bias because she's my friend and colleague. Um, but she has helped me on many occasions and she knows what she's doing. Sweet. Sing my praises. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Kiva. Work with her. You will not regret it. You won't (laughs) regret it. You will not regret it for sure. You won't. All right. Uh, on to our topic of the day, which is dieting. 
should you be on a diet? We called it, we were thinking everybody is on a diet. So we called it, should you be on a diet? All your friends are. (laughs) So basically we are going to kind of look at like, what is a diet? What's the definition of a diet? Um, How do you pick one if you're going to decide to to go on a diet? Um, And then look at some other things about diets, like what's your reason for going on it? Maybe some questions to ask yourself before you embark on, you know, changing your eating habits and get real serious about it. And if you know Kisa and I, if you followed our pages, you may know that I, I hate the word diet anyway. I'm not really a fan of dieting, but I digress. Yeah. I digress. Kisa, tell us, tell us about, tell us about diets. Oh, all you need to know about diets. No, according to the Google sphere, I did, you know, look up the word diet. A little researching. Um, it's a little researching and it has the following definition according to Wikipedia. Um, in nutrition, diet is the sum of food consumed by a person or other organism. The word diet often implies the use of specific intake of nutrition for health or weight management reasons, with the two often being related. And I also found another definition as uh, defining dieting, so the act of of being on a diet, I guess, dieting, um, as the practice of eating food in a regular and supervised fashion to decrease, maintain, or increase body weight. In other words, it is uh, conscious control of restriction of the diet, or restriction of the diet, sorry. I was, when um, I was reading that, I was thinking mm-hmm. a really simplified uh, definition of diet is the food you stick in your mouth. Yes. What kind, how much, and when. That is yeah. diet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, everything you consume, how much and when. Perfect. Um, and just to clarify, we'll be talking about dieting on today's show. Um, and, you know, we're talking about this is the new year and the new year rolls around. And it seems like the perfect time to finally lose the weight we have been wanting to lose for maybe since last year's New Year's resolution or for years. Um, Or just, you know, losing, you know, the extra maybe few five pounds that we put on during the holiday festivities. Um, Or maybe you just want to detox from extra sugar you ate. That's kind of uh, what I like to do. Um, it seems like everyone is on a diet once the new year rolls around. So with that being said, should you be on a diet too? Good question. That's a good question. Um, according to statistic brain, uh, 21.4% of Americans commit to losing weight or eating healthier as a new year's resolution. Um, at first this seemed low to me. I'm like, Oh, only 21%. Um, but it was the highest percentage of the categories listed. So, you know, it's like 21%, 21.4% of Americans wanted to lose weight. And then I don't remember the next percentage, but it was um, maybe like 14% wanted to exercise more and well, so on and so forth. I was thinking about that 21.4 might seem low, but that's still like, that's one fifth. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fifth of the American. One, one out of every five Americans is yeah. thinking they want to lose weight or eat healthier. That's a lot. Yeah. And by the first week, 72% of people are still going strong. So by, I guess now, it's kind of been the first week of the new year, 72% of people are still uh, 
committed to losing weight. Good for you, 72%. Uh, yeah. Woo! Right on. And with only 58% making it past the first month, mm-hmm. so half, a little over half, and then 44% making it past six months. So less than half of people would stick to their commitment to losing weight after six months. Um, and after that, I, they didn't have data for me. So that's all you got. Um, so why do only 44% of people who resolve to lose weight make it to the half year mark? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. And, um, it could be for many reasons. Their diet is maybe too extreme or too complicated and they don't know how to make that diet work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a strong enough commitment. They don't understand the why of the way they are eating and they don't have support of family, a friend or a health coach. Yep. Sounds, sounds about right. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check to all of those. Check, check, check. Um, So I'm preparing for this podcast. I have been, you know, looking back on my dieting experience and reflecting experiences because there's been many and reflecting on them and why they didn't work. I've been on many diets throughout the years and I'd say starting around age 15 or so, um, I was aware that the amount of food you eat correlates to your weight. And being a dancer, I grew up dancing and that was like my life in high school, especially um, ballet. I did other forms of dance, but ballet was like my focus. Um, And I was being in that environment, I was highly aware of my weight and was under the impression that thinner is better. Uh, when it comes to being a successful dancer. And as, um, you know, most professional, I'll say all professional dancers, ballet dancers were and are very thin. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always strive to lose weight through under eating and eating a low fat diet um, as that was the healthy way of eating in the 90s. Mm -hmm, I remember that. Yeah. All (laughs) All I have to say is, Fat-free Yoplait yogurt. Margarine? Margarine, anyone? Oh, margarine. Yes, please. Um, So all I was doing was looking at the amount of food I was eating and counting calories. And this left me starving and ultimately binging on food, which was basically unhealthy foods. Um, Did Yeah. I can just remember um, taking like brownie batter, you know, like the box mm-hmm. brownie mix and mixing it with water and like gobbling that up. Yeah, that was like cereal. <laughs> yeah, that was delicious. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but this led me to gain the weight back. Surprising. And Surprising. Really, brownie really. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, you know, created a cycle yep. of, you know, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain. And it wasn't like an exorbitant amount that I was gaining and losing, but I was never kind of at this consistent weight. Um, and I was always obsessed about mm-hmm. food, what I was eating, what I wasn't eating, 
what I, you know, wasn't able to have. And it was exhausting. And looking back on this phase of my life, which lasted up until I was in my early 30s, even though I, you know, I stopped dancing in, you know, in college, basically, um, that just the, the habit and that mindset I had just, you know, kind of continued, even though I quit dancing. Um, and I think there were a couple of things going on as to why I was yo-yo dieting, just kind of like looking back and reflecting. And first, I probably didn't need to lose weight in the first place. I was in an environment that was hyper-conscious about body weight. I was constantly comparing myself to the thinnest girls in my class and professional dancers. Um, I was under the impression that if I wanted to be a professional dancer, that I needed needed to be real thin. And my body just was not cut out to be real thin, just like my natural state. Right. Wasn't in, wasn't in my DNA. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, I was also told that I should eat more salads. And on you know a couple occasions, I remember this one Halloween, I had literally a mini Snickers bar and I was eating that and somebody told me that I shouldn't be eating that. Right. Um, you know, so those comments definitely had an impact on how I viewed my body weight and I wasn't fat or even chunky, um, but more like muscular and curvy than the average professional dancer. And there were, you know, a lot of girls in my class that were like very thin and I wanted to be very thin. Right. Um, so the environment I was in definitely contributed to my dieting, um, along with being submerged in uh, the dance environment, I was um, highly influenced by media. Um, being thin was in, and it was the way I and successful. So I think that, you know, like looking back, it wasn't just the dance, but it was media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, I was eating a low-fat, high-carbohydrate, high-sugar, and processed food diet. Even though I was not eating very much, that's the type of food I was eating. And this was not promoting healthy hormone response in my body. And thus led me to craving sweets and ultimately overeating. Right. Which is too bad because that's what you're told to eat. To exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's, in the that's, 90s, that's, that's for sure what we were told. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I didn't have the mind awareness that I have, I want to say have now, but I'm working on now. <laughs> um, I had no clue that my thoughts would determine my weight and help me manage and reduce cravings. I thought it was all about willpower and that I just didn't have enough willpower to say no to that tub of ice cream or cookie dough or, you know, Christmas cookies. Um, I felt deprived of treats that I wanted to eat and my mind would throw a fit until I would give in. And I had no commitment. I knew why I wanted to be thin because I wanted, you know, I wanted to be thin like uh, because I thought I could be a professional dancer if I was thin. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to be a professional dancer. Right. Um, but I didn't really understand the commitment to being thin. But if you fast, fast forward to today, um, I participate in activities that promote health and wellness versus being thin. I love CrossFit and yoga for that. Um, Also, when I was paddling outrigger canoes, which is 
side note where Mary and I met. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I what can you club represent? Um, I was, you know, considered small. I was a small person because some of these women were very, you know, tall and muscular. Um, and I was, you know, shorter. And even in CrossFit today, I'm, you know, on the smaller side, but really size doesn't matter in CrossFit nor in yoga. And that's what I love about it is, you know, there's no, I don't know. I feel like there's no judgment. There's no, um, kind of like idea like, oh, in order to do CrossFit, you have to look like this or you have to be like this. So, you know, I love it. It doesn't matter what you look like. You just come and work out and have fun. Right. Um, and yeah, working out is about, for me, it's about having fun and promoting good health and um, psychological well-being, as well as being part of a community and having support, which I really like um, in CrossFit. Um, and also now I eat foods that promote a healthy hormone response that are filling and will keep me full. I eat for health instead of eating to lose weight. So like back in the day I was eating to lose weight. So basically not eating to lose weight. Um, where now is like I'm eating for health necessarily weight loss. Um, right. Different kind of focus. Yeah, different focus. Um, still, I can have weight loss if I want to, um, but I'm just focused on eating that the, on the health side of eating. Um, I also understand how foods affect my body, and it helps me choose foods that are nutrient-dense and that are going to uh, tell my body that I'm full versus leaving me with an insulin spike and sugar crash. And by help, having a healthy hormone response, I'm able to listen to my body and that greatly reduces overeating. So looking at the different kinds of foods, so instead of necessarily like not eating to lose weight, it's like what what is good for you, what is reducing your insulin response, what promotes wellness rather than weight loss. Weight loss is generally a side effect of eating well. Eating well, exactly, Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm also more of w- aware of my weight. Um, I'm able to think thoughts that are going to promote healthy eating um, and eating the correct amount of food for me. And I have been working on being aware of my thinking about food and my weight and my body image. And this has been, to me, the missing link to sustaining a healthy weight for me. Um, I, th- I just think this is so important and it's not just about the food, you know, there's so also that how you're thinking about food. Yeah. How you're thinking about food. Definitely. And along with, you know, managing my mind around food, I've been looking at the idea of commitment and this is commitment as taught by Brooke Castillo. Who we all love. <laughs> the life Who we love. So look at the uh, podcast. Or yeah, to it, so, she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. No, just look at it. Don't listen. Don't listen. Just look. <laughs> listen to it. The life of school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have realized how little effort 
I can take, you know, I take to commit to something. Right. Um, and, you know, I ask myself, you know, what am I willing to go through in order to reach my goal? And I've been looking at my goals and reevaluating how I address them and what commitment really looks like. If I commit to achieving a goal, no matter what, like literally no matter what, mm-hmm. like say it's maintaining my weight, like I'm at a, you know, a weight that I want right now and I want to maintain it. I don't want to, you know, be uh, gaining any weight. Um, so I have to be willing to be uncomfortable and to feel any feeling. And it's, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard, but it's like the biggest mind-blowing experience I've had when it comes to weight loss and maintenance. Right. Just that, that little thing, right? Yeah. Willing to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, like... And it's not like I'm uncomfortable all day long, you know, in this, you know, it's just like little, like when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, a time here and a time there and, you know, time here and a time there that I'm uncomfortable. And it's, you know, just to think that I used to kind of buffer from that uncomfortability or, you know, run away from it or try and make it go away. But Really, all you have to do is be uncomfortable for a minute or two. Right. That lie we tell ourselves that yeah. this discomfort is going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> this boredom, this hunger yeah. is going to kill me. Yeah, definitely. I have to distract. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. That was a lot, lot of good stuff. And the, what I noticed was none of that said anything about certain foods that you should be eating. So it's more about thinking and commitment and like what your actual goal is. What's your why? Yeah. Yeah. Your goal and your why. And I mean, just my, my philosophy in eating, you know, every, there's not one perfect diet for everyone. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to find what works for you. And I feel like I found what works for me. And I mean, I could preach about what, I'm eating and what works for me. However, it may not be what works for, you know, the next person or somebody out here listening. So I really encourage people to find what works for them. Right. Do the, do the research, do the experiment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of experimentation and, but it's worth it. Believe me. Excellent. Well, I did a little bit of research myself, Kisa. Um, and so when I was researching, I did some Googling, I put some questions, you know, I I was like, all right, if I wanted to set a resolution for 2018, that I was going to lose weight, what would I Google? So I did some Googling, like, how do I lose weight? What's the best diet? What should I be eating? And what I noticed was a theme. So no matter what the website was, no matter what diet was being recommended, each website was offering uh, making dieting easy. Mm. So right. everything was about um, just just easier easier diets. So Keith and I were laughing. I sent Keith this article. It's a U.S. news article, and it's an article that was um, 
like all of these other websites were using as their research. So I looked at the original um, article and it basically lists a variety of diets from best to worst. So I wasn't too surprised. The top diet was the Mediterranean diet. Um, they, they is in quotation marks, the big they. I've been promoting <laughs> that for a long time, the experts. Um, and, you know, it's a pretty decent way of eating. Um, it's, you know, good whole foods. And I think there's, there's a lot of like slow down, relax, you know, um, good fats, those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I also wasn't surprised that tied for first was the DASH diet. Um, I forget exactly what that stands for. Something diet for something, hypertension. Um, basically, it promotes eating vegetable oils, grains, low-fat dairy. Only allows for two tablespoons of fat in your day. <laughs> Limits your meat to a tiny serving and relies on decreasing portion sizes for health. Um, it also promotes more vegetables and less sodium intake, uh, and that will push you to eat less prepackaged processed foods. You know, no, no diet is necessarily all good or all bad. Um, you know, I think the DASH diet, I'm sure, is not the worst thing you could do for yourself if all you're eating is McDonald's. But, uh, right. but I digress. So this article was, was putting all of these diets in order from best to worst. Mm-hmm. Um, which was interesting, but that's not really why I was looking at it. What I wanted to look for was how they rate the diets. Like what, what do people think is a good diet, right? What do the experts believe make a diet a good one? And I found that they had the following categories. So they had how easy it is to follow, mm-hmm. its ability to produce short-term and long-term weight loss, its nutritional completeness, its safety, and its potential for preventing and managing diabetes and heart disease. And those seem like pretty good categories, but here's what I want to say about all of it. Uh, A diet doesn't do anything. (laughs) The diet itself isn't sustainable, right? A diet doesn't produce anything. It doesn't prevent anything. Like we said before, the definition of a diet, it's just a description of the type of food you are deciding to put into your mouth hole. <laughs> that is it. The rest is up to you. Yeah. Um, so here's the danger of rating diets by ease and sustainability. Um, you know, when we look it up, we're looking for, you know, what's going to make our life easier. And it assumes that if you choose the right diet, right, there's a right diet out there for you. And then everything is going to fall into place. Your problems will be solved. You will lose weight, get healthy. And then I ran into this like odd ketogenesis video that I was watching. Um, So apparently also, once you find the right diet, you will also get friends, find and marry the partner of your dreams and get rich. Awesome. I would like you to send me that video, by the way. All solved by your diet, right? That's kind of like those commercials. That's what like people are so yeah. happy once they find the right diet. So mm-hmm. uh, it leaves out a really important factor, I believe, which is you. Um, so I've been on many diets over the years. I've lost weight on every single one of them, uh, varying degrees of weight. Uh, at some point, I started paying attention to not just following like the menu plan from a book. I was looking at a bookstore the other day and I ran across the South South Beach diet 
book. Mm-hmm. I remember following that one for a while, right? Like I had the book. Oh, okay. I had the book, I read the theory, and then I followed the menu plan. It's always like the first seven days you eat this, and then the next seven days you eat this. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I pay a little bit more attention, right? Not just reading a menu plan. So figuring out trial by error, which like what feels good, what makes me feel full, what makes my brain feel less foggy. Um, did some research, discovered a lot, and I thought I solved all of my weight and health problems when I discovered paleo and CrossFit. <laughs> the right food, it was sustainable for me, right? Like everything seems so yeah. much easier. And looking back, and especially, you know, thinking about it from, from our topic today, uh, what I know now is that it wasn't necessarily the food that I had chosen to focus on that was keeping me healthy. Um, there was a lot of factors that I didn't take into account at the time that I now realize had a huge impact. So support, one of the things I love about paleo, um, which I still, I mean, I don't eat hundred percent paleo. It's like, it's my, my template. It's kind of, it's mostly how I eat. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of people who believe in this way of eating. And, uh, when I started, I was doing a challenge with a group of ladies. We wrote to each other, shared our struggles. We cheered each other on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there was a ton of support, right? Like, of course I, yeah. I did, I was more successful because I had people cheering me on. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, paleo and CrossFit, they go hand in hand, right? When you're in a CrossFit gym, so many people are eating healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them also choose like a paleo ish type of diet. And so you could basically talk to anybody and people are caring about their health. They're gaining uh, muscle and they're eating healthy foods. Uh, so just mm-hmm. constantly people around me to motivate me to eat healthy. Um, and then my reason was really strong um, when, I, when I started eating paleo. So my, the first time I really lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. um, was my wedding was approaching. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like my, all of a sudden, my reason to eat healthier became stronger than my reason to eat cake and drink wine. Yeah. Like, I, that time I like, I cut calories. I ran a whole lot. I did like the low calorie, lots of cardio diet approach and it worked because my why was really strong. I really wanted to look good in my dress and it worked. So I did that. I looked good in my photos. Um, so I lost the weight easily because I had a really strong reason. Um, and then one of my friends was also, uh, supporting me really strongly at that point. Uh, Maya was like running with me all the time and we were like talking about low calorie plans all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then I gained that weight back. Um, and then later I was having knee problems because I had gained some weight. So I had knee problems, plantar fasciitis. I was drinking a lot more than I liked. And my hair was like really, at one point my hair was falling out just a little bit. Mm. Yep. Um, so I just wasn't, I wasn't eating healthy and I was noticing it in my, um, my physical health. So I started to change my eating habits then. And I cared more about being able to exercise, like being able to run, being able to do CrossFit than mm-hmm. I did about eating cake and drinking wine. So I started like my, my why got much stronger. Okay. Um, <laughs> And it sounds like, mm-hmm. sorry, um, it sounds like your why, so during your wedding, your why was like, I want to look good in my photos. Mm-hmm. And so once your wedding was over, you probably, I'm assuming, didn't have that strong why 
once your yeah. wedding was over. Yep. And I lost, so you gained weight back. Mm-hmm. I lost the motivation. Oh, so I was, and, it was much easier to eat cake. Yeah. After my yeah, wedding. When you don't have anybody taking a picture of you in mm-hmm. your white dress. In my wedding dress. <laughs> Um, but now it sounds like, you know, you had some, you know, knee problems Mm -hmm. and you're kind of looking at more of like this longevity of, yeah, I want to be able to exercise and be healthy, not just for, you know, maybe two more years, but for the rest of my life. Is that correct and sane? Yeah, it's definitely a different kind of motivation. Okay. I notice, okay. and you know, I, I think sometimes we don't have this experience until we do. And mm-hmm. I didn't have the experience of my body falling apart until it did. Until it did. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. Uh, apparently, I have to do something about that, right? Sometimes yeah. people have to get diabetes and then their motivation mm. is really strong, or something happens and it gets really strong. And for me, it was something similar. My, you know, my knee was bad. It was really bad. Um, my plantar fasciitis was terrible. And so I literally had to lose weight to put less weight onto my joints. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I also, I figured out, um, that like eating healthy isn't necessarily fun and easy. <laughs> this was really, what? I know it was really what? helpful, very <laughs> helpful. I stopped thinking that eating healthy foods should be super fun and easy. So, and like this, and this is more like the last year and a half. Um, you know, whenever they're selling diets, they're, they're pushing like fun, easy, delicious, sustainable. Yeah. Um, they're going to get, this was from that keto video. I, it was really fascinating. I'll send it to you. I'm going to, we're going to get rid of your stubborn body fat, right? If you've ever yeah. heard that, that yeah. this particular diet is going to target, it's going to target that tar- that stubborn uh, belly fat, right? Fast weight loss. It's going to be easy and fast. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that sometimes you'll be sitting at a restaurant and the waitress will offer you the dessert menu and she'll say, would you like to see the dessert menu and have our absolutely delicious chocolate cake? And you say, no, thank you. And that is not fun or delicious <laughs> or easy. What? Choosing no dessert instead of dessert, yeah. right? Like that's sometimes you just make a decision and it's not necessarily exciting. Right. Um, And then the last, you know, the last thing that really, um, that I think helped me in those times, like to finally make it work is that I had to do the work, right? The diet doesn't do the work for me. Paleo doesn't make me lose weight as much as I love paleo. It doesn't make me lose weight. I go shopping. I decide what goes in my cart. I decide what to put in my fridge. I plan my meals. I put the food I choose onto a plate. And then I decide how much goes into my mouth and when to stop. So, yeah. That's Mary, I think that's like an amazing point that you bring up right there because I, I myself love paleo. Mm -hmm. However, you can still be overweight and be eating paleo. Yeah. And you can, you can be overweight and be eating vegan. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what, quote unquote, diet you're on or food plan you're on, it does take work from you. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. 
which is really sad because it would be so great if the answer was I just choose paleo. I get the paleo cookbook. I do the paleo weekly menu. And then it does everything for me, right? The weight falls off. I get friends, get married, and get rich. Yeah. You want new friends? You want a new husband? Thanks, paleo. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, paleo. (laughs) No, no, I have to look at the paleo like you know, if it's paleo, you decide. And I generally do choose like those types of foods. Mm -hmm. I have to look at the possibilities that are in the paleo diet. And then I choose which ones I'm going to eat today. That's all Mm -hmm. on me. Yeah. Uh, So the question is, right, those are me and Kisa's experiences. So the question is still, how do you know if you should be on a diet? And Really, the better way to ask this question is, you know, how do you know if you're ready to change the food that you're eating? Because that's what dieting is, right? Like, take away all the drama of the word diet, you know, restriction and weight loss and, you know, all of that stuff, right? Diet is just what food are you choosing to eat? Yeah. So how do you know if you're ready to change that, right? How do you know if you're ready to not eat cake sometimes? Um, so I came up with some questions and there, there's a little questionnaire I'm going to add to this. Um, it will be a clickable link under, um, on the website, uh, on the blog page. So here's some questions to ask yourself. So what do I believe will be different when I reach my goal weight? Right. Am I expecting that losing weight is going to make me happy or rich or get me friends? Right. Is it going to make me a professional ballet dancer or, right? Like what is, what is going to happen when I reach this goal weight? Um, They're going to get you a new husband. Right. Does it get you a husband (laughs) or a partner? Yeah. Um, And then what is my reason for changing what I eat? Right. Why am I changing what I eat? And it's got to be a pretty good reason. And I think we both, we both realize that, that it has to be a good enough reason that when the waitress offers you cake, you can say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, what type of quote unquote diet am I choosing? Why would I choose that? Right. Vegetarian, vegan, dash diet, Mediterranean, paleo, woo woo. Um, <laughs> and why, you know, why am I choosing that? Is, is it because I think it's going to be fast and easier? Is it because, um, I think it's going to be good for me. What am I looking for? Um, what am I currently using food for? This is a good one to think about before you try to change what you're eating because, it will catch you off guard and it will, um, it will make you not follow your plan. Um, so like, am I eating cause I'm bored? Uh, is it entertaining? Um, you know, what, why am I eating? Cause usually it's not cause we're hungry, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Sometimes it's cause we're hungry, but like half of the time it's for other reasons. Yeah. Um, how do I want to react if I veer from my plan? I think this is smart to think about before you go on your plan, right? If you're like, I'm not eating any chocolate cake ever again. And then Saturday night you have chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you plan to react? You know, are you going to learn from it or are you going to beat yourself up and then just decide to eat whatever you want from now on? Yeah. Um, what feelings are going to come up when I don't eat what I'm used to? <laughs> this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think a good it's one. A really good idea. I never thought about that before, right? If I had known this uh, when I did my first paleo challenge, it might have been helpful, right? Yeah. This is, I think, an amazing question. 
yeah, what like if I hit the two o'clock, the 2 p.m. stretch at work when I generally mm-hmm. have a snack, mm-hmm. and I don't have a snack, like what's going to happen? I'm going to have all of this boredom, like all of this discomfort. And what am I going to do with that? Right. Am I willing to feel that discomfort that Kisa was talking about before? Right. Now I don't have food to distract me from the boredom of 2 p.m. in a work day. Am I willing to feel that discomfort instead of choosing my snack? Yeah. And then the last one, which I think it's smart to really think about hard, right? Do I believe that the diet is going to do most of the work for me and make it easy? Or am I ready to do the work? And if you think the diet's going to do it all for you, then you may not want to go on a diet. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so if you answer those questions, I think you'll know at the end of it, right? Like if your motivation is not strong and uh, you're going to beat yourself up a lot and you're not willing to feel your discomfort, then no to dieting. That is a bad idea. And just enjoy your food. (laughs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just eat what feels good and, you know, work on loving your body the way it is, which you should do anyway, but mm-hmm. like no need to diet if it's just all going to be about punishment. Yeah. I agree there, Mary. Yeah. So that worksheet will, it'll be on the website so you can fill yeah, that out. Definitely uh, pull that up. And you know, that itself is you starting to do the work. Like mm-hmm. you answering those questions is making you aware of uh, what's going on up in your head. Yeah, up in that brain. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Uh, so, of course, we want to leave you with some uh, something that you can take away uh, from this podcast. So, if you're thinking about changing the way you eat and wanting to lose weight or um, maybe just eat foods that promote a healthier you. Here we have five things to consider before you make that change. And um, one of them, first one is commitment. So (laughs) what is your commitment um, to that new way of eating or that diet that you want, we would like to go on? So what is the reason? And is it strong enough to keep you from overeating or eating foods that promote weight gain or foods that are not on your, your, your diet? Um, and, you know, remembering weight loss is not always easy. So are you willing to feel uncomfortable in order to lose weight? Yeah, yeah. Number two is why. So look at the reasons why you want to lose weight. Maybe it is to look better in a swimsuit or to impress your husband or partner. Um, If this is a compelling reason for you and it will motivate you, then go for it. And um, your, you know, your reasons, you know, your reason why might change over the years Mm -hmm. or over time, just kind of like Mary's did. Um, And maybe, maybe it's, uh, for your wedding, or maybe you have a chronic disease and your doctor said that you need to lose weight, um, or, you know, there could be negative side effects. Um, so whatever the reason, as long as it's compelling enough, um, and will work for you. So go for it. Uh, number three, support. Uh, really, I really highly recommend support of some sort. So whether it's family, friends, a health coach, 
uh, fitness community, uh, finding support either um, in a weight loss group. Well, it'll help you help motivate you and help you stay accountable for what you choose to eat. And you, this is, you know, also a place you can share your struggles and someone will to support you. So I highly recommend support. And uh, the fourth is number four is to predict obstacles. Yeah. So good tip. <laughs> thank you, Mary. You're thank welcome. you. You're welcome. I got excited um, about that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, no, but really, there's gonna be obstacles. So uh, this one's simple. Just get a piece of paper. You can either fold it in half or just um, draw a line down the center. So you have two columns. And one column, write down all of your obstacles. And then on the other column, write down everything you will need to do to overcome each of those obstacles. So it's, you know, predicting what's going to happen and then finding a solution. Right. So like, uh, I'm going out to eat dinner with my husband. There will be bread on the table. This is always mine. This is a recurring obstacle there will be bread and butter offered on the table for free. Ooh, for free. So that is an obstacle, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to eat the bread and butter. So what am I going to do to prepare for that? And so sometimes, sometimes I will ask them not to bring it, or I will just decide ahead of time that I'm not going to eat it, or I will mm -hmm. cover it with a napkin, right? Whatever the okay. solution is. Awesome. Awesome. And tip is to plan ahead. Uh, planning ahead is fantastic. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. So when I plan my weekly menu, I write it down on paper. I have a little um, like, kind of like meal planning template. Mm -hmm. and I write it down on paper and I stick it on my fridge and I buy all the groceries I need. And then I refer to the menu throughout the week when I need to make a meal. Um, so for me, it takes all the thinking about like, oh, what am I going to eat out of my head? And um, I think about food less. And subsequently, I have more time to think about and spend on other things like playing with my daughter, uh, preparing for clients and working on my website. I love that. So I can get more stuff done because I'm not thinking about and obsessing about food. Yeah. Yeah. So much time. So much yeah. time. What are you going to do right. with all that time when you're not obsessing about food? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and I have to say, you know, that one, it's one of those things that's, it's like, it, it's easy now, I think for you, Kisa, right? Like now you're used to, you write down yeah. your, you write down your meal. It's become a habit for you, but that's one of those mm -hmm. things. If you don't do it already, it is going to feel hard in the beginning and that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. It's going to feel hard the first couple of times, but that's, it's okay. You'll be all right. And then you'll get used to it like Kisa and then you'll be a pro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, did you want to look at this question we had before we, before we sign yeah. off? Yeah, I'm so excited. We had a question from Jenny. My friend <laughs> Jenny says um, that she was looking to hear thoughts on um, how to gradually improve. And she knew that we were, she knows how I feel about the dieting word. So she <laughs> said, let me call it digestive intake <laughs> instead of doing a diet. And um, 
how to make small changes with toddlers um, because she's got toddlers now and it's a new challenge in her life. Um, she says they're not too picky, but it's pretty tricky. So Kisa, what you got to say about that? Okay. Um, first of all, Jenny, thank you so much. You just like totally made my day. Woo! Uh, <laughs> when I saw that question, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So regarding uh, gradually improving digestive intake, and I like that you say gradually improving um, because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be all at once, um, but moving in that direction and making small changes just makes such a huge difference. Um, so adding in um, healthy hormone producing nutrient dense foods to your meals, such as veggies, uh, fresh fruit and healthy proteins. Um, so for instance, I, yesterday I just cut up a bunch of veggies, so like zucchini, onion, bell pepper, and sweet potato. And I just sauteed them in a frying pan with some coconut oil and chicken broth. And I put some salt and pepper and whatever herbs and spices you want. Yum. So I had this big, huge dish. And I basically put it in a Tupperware. And then this morning, I just pulled out a couple scoops and I put it in the um, frying pan and I scrambled it with some eggs. And I can use that. So I have a bunch of leftovers. So, you know, ideas, you can either use it for, you know, breakfast or you can use it as a side dish for like add that to your side dish for um, your dinner or lunch or even add it to your salad mm -hmm. um, for lunch. So, I mean, if that was all you did that week was make a big thing of sauteed veggies and then add that to your meals, that would be taking steps towards improving your digestive intake. So first adding in some healthy veg, not necessarily getting rid of anything. Yeah. 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 Um, so adding in, um, you know, a healthy hormone producing nutrient dense food, which vegetables are those, um, and I mean, even, you know, fruit, if you wanted to add uh, maybe an apple to your lunch, uh, I'm not sure what you're currently eating, Jenny, um, but, you know, just adding in fruits and vegetables, um, some healthy proteins um, like chicken or fish or some, dare I say, red meat. Um, what? <laughs> what? Uh, Let's see. And even, you know, if you're, if you're eating pasta and marinara sauce, like that's your meal, that's your like dinner for the evening, um, cut up some zucchini and add it to the marinara sauce and get a rotisserie chicken and put some of that chicken in the marinara, marinara sauce. Yeah. Um, rotisserie chicken that, man, that was my go-to for a long time. Like that's, like you just make your regular, whatever you were going to eat. And then I love this, like throw some veggies, throw some chicken in it. <laughs> it's yeah. now healthier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the idea of adding to what you're already eating is that you will slowly decrease. So say the pasta, the pasta is going to, you know, give you a, a high insulin response or a negative insulin response. It'll spike your insulin. And then subsequently you will have a, uh, a blood sugar crash. 
So your idea is you want to keep more of a even blood sugar and you don't want, you want to decrease the amount of spikes that you have throughout the day. Um, and pasta, especially in a large quantity, if you're just eating pasta and marinara sauce, um, you know, that will definitely give you an insulin spike. And so by adding the vegetables and adding that protein, you will, um, over time decrease the idea is that you would decrease the amount of pasta and having a smaller amount of pasta and then maybe over time increasing the vegetables and increasing the um, protein. Um, so I hope that gives you some ideas as far as how to gradually improve your digestive. Mm -hmm. And then regarding toddlers, um, yeah, this can be, you know, a difficult situation, but it sounds like you're, uh, toddlers are not too picky or your children are not too picky. Um, so try different ways of preparing, you know, foods that you want them to eat. Um, so for example, you know, you might want to dice, like cut up finely, uh, spinach and saute it with eggs. And then the spinach is, it's easier for a toddler to eat. So it's not like that big leaf that's like hard to chew. Um, so it makes it easier for them to eat and kind of easier or more difficult for them to like kind of pick out right if it's uh, <laughs> if it's if like it's a really attached to what they like <laughs> yeah I mean you could even like blend it into your eggs if you want to mm -hmm. do that you know go as far as blend it and then you're gonna have kind of these green eggs um but that's another another option your child may enjoy that or they might be terrified I yeah I don't know they may look like, that's really cool but they may be like <laughs> no I'm not eating that um uh, yeah, and then, you know, be positive around food at mealtimes and refrain from scolding your child or getting upset if your child does not eat um, a food that you want them to eat. So, you know, if you're introducing, especially if you're introducing vegetables and they don't eat many vegetables, like, you know, just have it there and have them, you know, be around it and exposing them to it. And it does take, um, I don't remember how many exposures it takes for, you know, somebody to actually you know, start eating a new food, but it does take multiple exposures. So they okay. may, so if they don't eat, eat it the first time, that's normal. That's totally, yeah. Normal. Oh, that's totally normal. Got it. Do not worry. If they don't eat it the first time, you know, they're skeptical. They're like, what is this? This is a different food. I haven't had this before. I don't know. I'm not sure, you know? Um, so just, you know, keep introducing it and you can model by you eating that food. And having maybe, you know, if it's something that you like, you know, having a, you know, a smile on your face, like, Ooh, I love this broccoli. It's really good. Um, so yeah, just being positive around mealtimes and not being worried if they're not eating foods that you want them to eat. And yeah, just keep exposing your child to different fruit and veggies um, and try cooking them um, or even cutting them in different ways. Uh, so for example, my, my daughter loves whole apples and she's much more likely to eat a whole apple than if I slice it up. It's just like the novelty of having a whole apple. I think same with banana. I leave it in the peel versus peeling it and giving it to her and cutting it up. It's just kind of that novelty. Um, and then there's, you know, ways she likes carrots and there's ways she doesn't. So it's just, you know, trial and error, you know, there's no easy way. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. There's no easy way. 
but trial and error and just keep an open mind and it's okay. It's okay. I think that's the best, the best part. It's like, it's all right if they don't eat it. Yeah, it is. We, we actually, we did a, um, a whole podcast on this earlier. And so that I'm going to put the link to it. Oh, okay. That's the, good. Great idea. Um, the blog post as well, because uh, Kisa had a ton of really good ideas about like, you know, like offering it in different consistencies and, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times and not being worried if they don't eat it right away. Right. Not yeah. that same. Like if you don't eat your sweet potatoes, you have to sit here until 11 PM or until right. Still healthy. You're not leaving the dinner table till you yes. eat your sweet potatoes. It, we don't have to do that. It will be okay. All right. Thanks, Kisa. Thanks for answering our, yeah. our listeners question. Um, and we should probably wrap it up. That yeah. is all we've got for you today. We've got, we've got more coming up, um, but that's all we have for you today. Thanks for being awesome and listening in. And if you'd like to know more about dieting, what foods we recommend, uh, if you want to see pictures of Kisa's food, uh, she makes really delicious looking things. I don't make delicious looking things. I am a, <laughs> a lazy cooker. Um, but you can find our information. So Kisa is at Instagram at clean living underscore dirty world. She's on Facebook at Kisa Amaro health coach. And then you can come find me on Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT the Instagram at Mary Preston or the website, Mary Um, and that's all. You can get meal inspirations, pictures of food. You can ask us questions. We love questions. Yeah, so we love excited. questions. Super love it. And uh, be on the lookout. Kisaamaro.com is it's coming. It's coming, coming guys. <laughs> be ready. <laughs> Woo! Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks Happy for New Year. In. All right. Peace. Peace.